Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I'm Z. How are you on this day, post-election? Uh, you know, I am still taking it all in. I had stopped mm-hmm. watching the news. So right prior to the, um, so the day of the election, I just basically shut all news channels off. Mm-hmm. I told my husband, I don't want you to put no damn Roland Martin on. I don't want to hear <laughs> Tariq Nasheed and his bullshit. I don't want to hear no, uh, none of these Twitter pundits. Just turn it all off. I didn't really go on social media. I kind of just distanced myself from everything. It was mm-hmm. just a form of self-care for me. Definitely. And then even I, and that night I went to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I looked. I said, oh, this bullshit's still going on. <laughs> Rolled right back over and woke up the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I said it in a Facebook post. I felt a sense of calm when I woke up. Mm-hmm. Because I knew in that moment, whatever is going to be done is going to be done. Right. I did my part. I voted. So, you know, moving forward, I cannot control this situation. Yeah. So I have to let it go and just be at peace with whatever the outcome, the outcome is going to be. And I think that that helped mm-hmm. drive, you know, my anxiety down. And mm-hmm. it pushed me, you know, through the week. And I just started watching the news, I think maybe Friday-ish. Mm-hmm. And only because of the memes. If the memes yeah, weren't, if the, the memes, memes weren't popping, I still probably wouldn't have turned on the news. Yeah, so on fire. I feel you. Like with with my week, I mean, I have insomnia, so um, watching the news and stuff didn't necessarily bother me per se. But if I was watching or listening, I was painting or playing a game, trying to balance out whatever else was going on, mm-hmm. and that kind of helped me not necessarily have any type of angst. Other than right. if I would see certain things on television, which would annoy me. And then I would just go walk out the room or go watch a Hallmark movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's been interesting. But and this is this is kind of a, we, we kind of broke into that because the title of our episode today is post-election stress. And we definitely just because we had to think about how are we taking care of ourselves mentally and um, the anxiety that came with this, because just because election is over there's definitely going to be some lingering stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going into this week, it's Veterans Day. I want to give a shout out to our vets. It's on November 11th. Thank you for your service. I was about and... to do the gunshots. Boop, boop, boop. Oh. But then I thought maybe <laughs> PTSD, that's not that good of an idea. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. It's all relative. You know, it's all relative. <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to my hubs for that. And you know, thinking about all the angst that could be coming with with that going into Veterans Day, going oh, yeah. you know dealing with the uh, election and everything that has to do with that, it's it's building up to be a period of time where there's going to be a lot of stress now in the holidays and there's just so much stuff. So mm-hmm. all of those things can combined with election stress in and of itself is a lot. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, let's get into the tea of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not tea experts. You should speak to your doctor when drinking herbal tea as there are potential side effects when mixed with some medications. Um, herbal tea should not be a substitute for medication. We are not affiliated with any of these companies, nor are these endorsements. So what tea do we have on the table today? So today we're looking at a particular type of tea, rooibos, 
but it's a latte version that we're going to give you a little um, ingredients and a recipe, if you will. So rooibos, just so you guys know, is a caffeine-free content. And so it's good for insomniacs like myself, which is nice, you know, if you can, if it actually helps. Some days it does for me and other days it doesn't, but I encourage you all, if you have those late sleepless nights with the stress going on, definitely check it out. That relaxes you, it calms you down, it just kind of gives you a little piece of zen. So one of the recipes that we're going to give you is what you will need is some rooibos tea, loose or in tea bags. We are fans of loose leaf tea here. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And use a tea filter and then some vanilla extract, milk, honey, and cinnamon are always lovely. Get yourself a milk frog. Yes, they always, always so lovely. Hold on, before we even go into the actual <laughs> yes. recipe for this, my sister bought me a milk frother for Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. This has changed my life. <laughs> the milk frother is just like the best thing nope, that has ever happened, it ain't and milk it's frother. not expensive. It mm-hmm. really is not expensive. I be frothing everything, okay? <laughs> frothing shit that don't even need to be frothed, <laughs> just because. Okay, so I'm just telling you, if you nice. don't have a milk frother, get that in your life. Get your okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna report back on how it could change <laughs> my life as well. <laughs> so you could use two thirds cup water, four teaspoon loose rooibos tea, or three rooibos tea bags. But you know, like we said, loose leaf is you know the way. Half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, which we all love. I can't. I just love the smell of it. Some two cups milk two teaspoons of honey, and, you know, for some garnish, some cinnamon maybe. So exact instructions, boil your water, steep your rooibos for about five minutes. A lot of, and that's one thing I think we, when we talk about our teas, different teas require different steeping yes. times. Mm-hmm. And um, some are five minutes, some are 10 minutes, and depending on how you got to develop the flavor and then also the temperature of the water. We can, mm-hmm. we can go into that on another like tea mechanic show or something like that and how that yes. affects how the tea develops and all that, you know. So you can add a little bit of honey and some vanilla extract. Heat and froth your milk, you know. Is there any tips you have for milk frothing, Sarifa? No, just heat it, froth it, get you one. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I'm telling you, a frother will change your life. And there are some like coffee machines, like the more high tech, mm-hmm. like, you know, super ex- like expensive high end espresso mm-hmm. makers that probably has a milk frother in it. It's the same type of concept. If you go to Starbucks or any mm-hmm. coffee shop, the barista is in there frothing the milk. It's the same thing. It's just a uh, it's it's built separate in. from the coffee. Yeah, right. it's not built in. You're the one that you can purchase. I swear, it wasn't that expensive. So get you one. I'm telling you, it's going to be a game changer. All right, now y'all hear yeah. that? Now get mm-hmm. you a milk frother, change your life. <laughs> <laughs> So you use a milk frother, you know, divide your little, your tea bags and in your cups and mugs and go to town and top it off with that frost milk and a little bit of cinnamon and enjoy. Those of you that um, let us know if you try it and if you went out and got a milk frother and if it changed your life, we'd love to hear. Yeah. You know, so, so what else is going on with hot tea? So it wasn't a lot of hot tea this week because, well, you know, the election just kind of took over the news coverage. And I think some people kind of just set their asses down and didn't cause any unnecessary, you know, bullshit <laughs> right. to occur this week. Right. So there's not really a lot. You know, yesterday was Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and Dave Chappelle hosted and it was it was pretty good. You know, his opening monologue wasn't as scathing as I think some people were hoping for, you know, Dave Chappelle's brand of 
comedy is like in your face truth. Yes. Um, with a punchline behind it. And he even spoke to that um, during his monologue. A couple standout things to me, which was funny. I mean, he he went in on Trump getting COVID. He went in on Chris Christie uh, oh. getting COVID. He went in. He reminded viewers, which is something that I think we should talk. We'll definitely probably talk about when we're talking about post-election stress. Mm hmm. Um, Because I've seen this concept and this thought appear a lot like on social media. He reminded viewers that ousting Trump doesn't mean the country is magically safer. Mm. Um, You know, despite liberals feeling a sense of relief. He said, you asked what life was like before COVID. He was like, he noted a mass shooting every week. Anybody remember that? He's like, Mm. thank God for COVID. He was like, it locked the white, the crazy white people up. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... That made me laugh. He Mm -hmm. also got in a few digs at the white working class Trump voter. And he was like, I don't know why poor white people don't like wearing masks. What is the problem? You wear masks at the Klan rally, wear it at the Walmart too. So, I mean, (laughs) these are things, you know. And I mean, if you know Dave Chappelle, Dave yeah. Chappelle is definitely a polarizing yeah, figure. comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people who typically don't like his brand of mm-hmm. humor because they, they think that it's still kind of condescending in a way. And mm-hmm. it kind of still makes fun of disenfranchised groups. I mean, because he did say some stuff about women. He was, a, I forgot what the joke, like how we got onto it, but he said something about, um, oh, he was talking about how the doctor, it was, I forgot what the woman's name was mm-hmm. that was behind Trump when Trump was like giving all of these like remedies to get rid of COVID, oh, like direct one. light and <clears throat> direct sunshine and bleach. And he was like, and you saw that, that woman in the back, the white woman, like, and she's a doctor and she's like shaking her head in agreement. And he was just like, this is why women get paid half. <laughs> He said, now you understand why women get paid half. He said, oh, not half? I'm sorry, 70%. He said, whatever it is, the shit's too much. So that (laughs) totally polarizing. Right. (laughs) It made me laugh, but I can see how some people could be offended by it. Um, I thought the shit was funny because I don't believe, if you listen to to Dave, the comedian, and then if you've ever watched him being interviewed, like there's, Mm. he's interviewed by uh, David Letterman on, on Netflix. Okay, yeah. His comedy... If you, he's, it's not something that he really truly in his whole heart believes. Mm -hmm. It's just the truth. Women do get paid more. And I mean, less. Right. And it's shit's funny. Like, delivery. It's all delivery. And if you know black people, we turn everything, every tragedy, every pain into a joke. So it's a means of survival. It is. So I appreciate Dave Chappelle because. He stayed true. There are some comedians that I really liked that I don't like anymore because they're just not funny because they they placate and they cater to being very politically correct. Mm -hmm. And it's more so for the money and not so for the integrity of the work that they're doing. And Kevin Hart is one of those comedians I just don't find funny anymore. Mm -hmm. His comedy was definitely hilarious in the beginning, but now it's not. And I understand we're in a world you can't make fun of this person. You can't make fun of this person or this group or this group. But there's a way to still be able to deliver the truth Mm -hmm. without just without just taking all of the there's still ways you could deliver the truth without Seriously, you have to have some humor to get through that truth, right? And I appreciate the fact that he hasn't wavered from that. So he's very been consistent with his message, exactly. Um, and then the Rock and Roll Hall of Hall of Fame, (laughs) the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, depending on (laughs) 
how you look at it, maybe. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame aired Saturday. Okay. No. Yeah, Last Saturday at eight. Mm-hmm. But it was on at the same time that Biden and Harris were giving their speeches. Right. So a lot of people probably missed it. Um, we recorded it and then watched it back. So it was virtually held this year, which was a little bit of disappointment. It was a little lackluster for me mm-hmm. because it lacked the performances. I have watched the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fames in the past. And the best thing about it is watching these groups perform mm-hmm. their their songs or right. watching someone else perform it in yeah. honor of the inductee because that individual is no longer living. Mm-hmm. So, and it's good because some of these groups, they still, they, they still beefing and... <laughs> You know, because of the beef, sometimes seeing them get on stage together is like, get it while you can get it, because this ain't going to happen again. Like ever. Ever. So some of the more notable inductees this year, Whitney Houston, who you know I love. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody better talk bad about my Whitney. (laughs) Biggie. Mm -hmm. um, Nine Inch Nails. Mm -hmm. The Doobie Brothers. Just now? Mm -hmm, Just now. And Depeche Mode. So, um... Wow. You know, it, I think it was a good class. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, a little lackluster because we didn't get the performance, especially with Nine Inch Nails, because Trent Reznor and I forgot the other guy's name. They haven't really been on the same stage and people were kind of looking right. forward to that. Um, and so that didn't happen. Mm. Um, and then people were thinking maybe they would even kind of have like these virtual performances that we've seen with other. Right. Yeah. Um, like other award shows mm-hmm. that didn't happen either. So, wow. you know, that was unfortunate. And there's two more things that I do want to mention really quickly that just came to mind. The verses, you know, versus battles have right. kind of been subdued. They're calling this new rollout of battles, air quotes, um, the season two. So apparently, um, well, the first versus battle is going to be between Jeezy and TI, which I mm-hmm. think is going to be, I think it's going to be really good depending on if you follow both of their careers. Right. And then Swiss Beats accidentally let it slip. I don't think he was supposed to say this, but there's apparently going to be a battle between Outcast and a Tribe Called Quest. So I'm what? really looking forward to that. I don't know when that's supposed oh, to come snap. out. And then Timberland teased something. But I don't know who these people, I don't know what the, who this group is going to go up against. Uh-huh. But he teased it's a possible Jodeci battle. Who Jodeci is going to battle? Can I they don't just know. Come out show? They could. Just I would like to see a new edition versus new edition battle. Yeah. NE versus NE. Yeah. I think that they may be the only group that could actually battle themselves. Right. Because it's new edition with Bobby and new edition with Johnny. Oh, yes. Yes. So, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I think the first, the new season, quote, um, mm. is starting on the 19th of November, I believe. So okay. we'll holiday. have a versus battle soon. Yes. So, yep, that's it. That's all the hot tea I got. All right. Great. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to drop, jump, uh, drop, jump right in. I'm saying we're going to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> are back so as we have talked about before uh this topic today is dealing with post-election stress 
And, you know, um, Z and I briefly touched on, you know, everything that's been going on and how we've been dealing with, you know, pretty much the uncertainty of everything that's been going on um, during pre and now we're going into the post option, post part of this situation and this um this phenomenon that has had to go on for much longer than any of us anticipated. So these are unprecedented times and they're quite tumultuous, as we all know. A lot of um, me and you, me versus us and we versus you type of mentality is going on. Um, it's empowered a number of Americans and some it's also on the other tip has made a lot of folks more prone to be, to bullying and harassing, harming and excluding individuals, which of course, you know, for the most part, none of us want, and we don't want to have these discussions, but it's the reality that these things are flowing into our life. So now as we're entering this next phase, what is, we want something new and different. We need to, a time to kind of decompress. And what does that look like? You know, a lot of times anything that's excuse me, uncontrollable or stressful type of events that we, you know, have to kind of fight or use our fight or flight response for, they have a huge impact on us, on our physical, mental and emotional health and our exact folks with anxiety. It's um, a trigger for them. Some folks shut down and they don't know how to deal or talk to anybody regarding these these um, times. But even uh, another point of fact is this can definitely be that much more amplified for people of color immigrants, people with disabilities, women, and our folks in the LGBTQI community because of everything that's been going on up until this point and where where they're going to stand with their health care, with just their their rights and being able to interact with each other. And um, it's just so many different things that are coming into play that can create that much more anxiety on top of just regular anxiety and stress for this time of year. So with that in mind, this type of stress is being actually classified as post-election stress disorder, PSD. And, you know, these symptoms come into play when you're, you're looking at what, what are some of your triggers and have you been able to figure out what those are? Do you know if you're suffering from them? You know, and some of them you may have and some of them you may not or some, some of them you see in other people. And have you, are you more fatigued from watching TV? Like Z had mentioned, she just shut down and just didn't look at different things because it's a lot. It's a lot of mental mm -hmm. gymnastics. Mm -hmm. You know, I know for me, I haven't lost sleep because of the politics, but I mean, I was up, so it can give me a lot more taxing and subliminal and in my subconscious without me realizing it and keeping me up and keeping mm -hmm. other people up because you yep. always have it. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just like on the 24 hour news, you know, my husband and I go, be go between CNN and MSNBC and then occasionally put some cartoons in there, but that's on a cycle and that can can continuously play in the back of your mind. But um, then there's the other part. If you're that stressed, you could be really at odds with some of those in your circle or outside of your circle. Some folks mm -hmm. that are on Facebook, people, <laughs> you know, now have put out who they may have been supporting the whole time and didn't say anything until now for fear of repercussions, perhaps. Um, and then there's some folks, you know, that didn't really care to say anything. And now it started to cause some anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, antagonist, antagonistic feelings, to other people that may not share your views, you know, and what does that cause within your friends and your family? Because there's some, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and uh, people are going to have anxiety about the holidays anyway. And then you add this on top of it because uncle so-and-so is not in the same political realm as you are in this house. And it can cause so much more um, angst to you as you're moving mm -hmm. forward, you know? And then one, one other thing is I think is really important. And Z, Z can definitely um, speak to this with the pundits on TV 
and on Twitter and on Facebook, those things can kind of stoke so much and much more rage or complacency or just worry. And these are folks that you you didn't know who their names were because you're on a 24 hour cycle. And now these people have a view and you're walking around the kitchen upset because they said something that you didn't like and you don't know who those people were to, you know, a week ago. And what, you know, how do you, how do you manage all those things? You know, and Z, I know you mentioned something about the Twitter feeds and the pundits, you know, when we were talking earlier, Mm -hmm. how to handle all Yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably people listening to saying, well, I don't have post-election stress disorder. I feel great. You know, this is exactly the outcome that I was looking for, that I was hoping for, that I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are millions of people who feel that way, but you know, you still have to look at it in perspective. Like I still have a level of stress for a variety of reasons. And that's because I'm, I'm, I'm typically an overthinker, but I also am very proactive. So I'm always constantly looking to the future, right? So I'm thinking about, you know, well, what happens once January 20 hits? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of executive orders that may have been in place that may have been harmful to the American people. Are those executive orders going to be rolled back? Yep. You know, is this going to be the, the I'm going to do what I want, you know, type of administration where they're mm-hmm. not going to kind of work across the aisle to get yeah. things done? Or is this going to be somebody, right, that's going to be, well, I'm just going to work with Mitch McConnell and he'll be the co-president because he technically was co-president. Like he Mm -hmm. pretty much was the second chair in the presidency. You know, there's just a lot of angst and anxiety. I was talking to some of my friends recently. There's a Walmart in our area that I would go to. It's a super Walmart and I would go do my grocery shopping there. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, COVID, I would be strategic about going, right? And I don't go there anymore because I am fearful of the type of individuals that may show up because it's in a heavily populated Trump supporter area. And those individuals tend to be a little bit more in your face, brazen with mm-hmm. um, their beliefs yep, and tend to be more willing to get into physical altercations with you to show you impressive. and let me tell you, I, there's a lot of growth, but <laughs> I'm still Philly. And if y'all don't know how Philly is, Yo, turn on the TV and see. You'll know how Philadelphians are <laughs> now. You may not have known before, but you know now. Y'all got and, damn mailboxes. Right. I'm not one to be sitting there recording you talking crazy to me. Ain't nobody going to have video footage of it because I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to be no video for somebody else to take. Uh, somebody else might take some video of it i'm not picking up no phone to record you that's just not in my nature right it's not gonna happen so those things just you know worry me um the next 78 days who knows what's going to happen in the next 78 days i mean you know we have um just a lot of things that we have to kind of contend with and kind of um just um, think about. And, you know, you may not be stressed, but you may have friends or family members or loved ones who look at this and say, I, you know, this is not the outcome that I hoped for. And so because this is not the outcome that I hoped for, I am a little, I have a, a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of, you know, just fear. So it's something to definitely 
um, take into consideration as we're moving forward. But, you know, we've talked about some of the things um, that could cause you some stress, right? The outcome of the election, the fact that the final counts still haven't come through. You know, we have these these technical counts, but the Electoral College hasn't done the official, these votes are going to this candidate, right? Um, Exactly. So there's still a lot of wait and see. Um, We know Monday morning, there's probably going to be a slew of lawsuits that are going to come down the pipeline. Mm -hmm. So there is some, some, some stress about where are we all going to, to be when this all the dust settles, how many lawsuits, you know, is it, you know, is it going to be a race war? Is it going to be a coup? Is this man literally going to have to have the military come in and drag his ass out right? and throw his shit out on the lawn like the sheriffs do when you get evicted? I don't know. I I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's It's a a lot. lot. And I think there's also when you're saying about the race war part, unfortunately, that this, these times have really have revealed where people may stand that you Mm -hmm. didn't know that they stood that way until they went right. into the ballot box. Mm-hmm. And then that added stress, like you said, and you trying to wonder, well, is that person, are we really cool? Are we not cool? Or how are right. they feeling about this? And am I going to lose a whole bunch of people on my friend list? Or am I going to have people added? And some people mm-hmm. really have stress about those things. Right. And then if you look at the, if you looked at the exit polling and you started to look at the breakdown mm-hmm. uh, as to who voted what way it's very telling you know of this country and that's why it's like yeah if your candidate won that's great if your candidate lost you know you'll 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 get over it yeah but it's still polarizing right you still see the numbers the amount of people that voted for either candidate and if you are a trump supporter you're looking at the number of people that voted for biden and you're like whoa that's a lot of people Mm -hmm. and if you're a biden supporter you're looking at it like Whoa, Whoa, that's a lot of people that voted for Trump. And then there's one last thing that I want to say as well. You also have to keep in mind, I know you're, you're still probably thinking, well, I'm not stressed. But here's the thing. There are a lot of people who aren't celebrating because of the Biden-Harris victory, like in sense of these were my candidates and I voted for them because these were my candidates. Right. A lot of people that are just happy right now that Trump is not going to be their president anymore. And so because of that, there's still people who have a lot of angst and anxiety because they just don't know Mm -hmm. where they're going to fare out in all of this. Where they fit. Right. And I think this is especially specific to people of color because the color of the person that's in office is still the same. I mean, I don't understand why, why white people are in arms if you are a Trump supporter, the person off is still white. Like yeah. you, what, what, what are you fighting for, for yourself? Mm. Like what, how, what in your life is going to actually change? N- nothing, probably nothing, mm. nothing is going to change and nothing really ever changes regardless of who's in the office right. for white people. The people who tend to get the short screwed end the or the short end of the stick tend to be people of color, people with disabilities, the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Who else? Women. Women, yes. So those are the groups that tend to have a lot more stress weight on them because they know that the policies that get enacted definitely will have a stronger 
impact mm-hmm. on them than of anybody else. Exactly, just like and, COVID. Right, just like COVID. Just like COVID. I mean, and here's the thing. Now we're talking, we're getting into the realm of we have COVID, we have a new presidency. How are we going to, what's going to happen with that? Yeah. How are we going to move forward with COVID? Is this administration going to take a hard stance and say, hey, federal mandate, you wear your mask. You know what I mean? I don't care where you are. Yeah. Do you know how many people are going to be up in arms about of that? And and taking into the, the streets? Exactly. And the kids being in school or not in school. And Right. <clears throat> the stress is, if, if I feel like, and I'm not coming at anybody, but I feel like you are maybe a bit naive if you think that the stresses are just going to automatically disappear yes. now that there's a new administration mm-hmm. in, in office. Because they're not. Mm-hmm. Because the same problems that plague these disenfranchised groups will still be there. And yeah. actually, they're more amplified now because of the, the previous administration. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this in a group chat, and I truly believe this. You know, people can look at the Trump administration as the empire strikes back. This administration is more Return of the Jedi. We're in at Rise of the Skywalker. If you're a Star right. Wars fan, you understand that. Right. We ain't Rise of the Skywalker. We're not at that point yet. Right. But this is more of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and it so, was this weekend too. Right. So just keep that in mind because honestly, I mean, I'm at peace in terms of whichever way this was going to shake out. Because at the end of the day, I knew that the stresses that I feel and the stressors that are in my life in terms of my family, my future, my right. daughter... You know, things. those things will still be there. So how are we going to work through those things? Yeah. So, and that's good because that brings us into managing all of this stress, yes. right? And I just want to make a quick note. And no matter what your political leaning, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the fact that history was actually made yes. with this election. And we had the first woman, the first black woman, the first woman of Asian descent, mm-hmm. the first woman of Jamaican descent, mm-hmm. the first uh, person to go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. You, this is the first party that none of the candidates went to Ivy League. None. Not none. So if this is, and just on the, that alone, if this ain't the party of the people in terms of that, just what's yeah. on paper, Definitely. I don't know what is. They both come from very middle class. Mm-hmm families you know realistic a little bit very realistic family. families i mean you have kamala harris is a late bloomer mm-hmm. she you know got married late she you know she's is a in a blended mom. family she's, she's a stepmom and then you have joe biden second marriage because of what happened tragically to his wife you know his first wife mm-hmm. he has a son who's dealing with addiction mm-hmm. that he's still trying to love through you know, all of that. He has a son that died tragically from yes. brain cancer. I mean, so these are things and common things that we all can kind of relate to and identify, um, with. And identify with. So we would be remiss if we just didn't mention that. But And vice you know, president is our sorority sister. We just yes. Yes, got to. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, for this past week, the nation has pretty much just been under siege and in a constant state of flux, right? You, there was pre-election anxiety yes there was during election anxiety and now there's post-election anxiety and stress because you know again there's lawsuits coming there's mm-hmm. you know there's uh, uh allegations of voter fraud and you know you got people going to heaven uh <laughs> conferences at the four season landscaping uh mm-hmm. in between a adult bookstore and a, a crematorium 
Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's just, this week has been crazy. You got people in Philadelphia dressed up like mailboxes, Yo, and, dancing and, in the street. <laughs> I that mean, was this one is, of my favorite things to watch, y'all. I just... This I is mind-blowing. This has been... Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we know that there's still going to be this huge legal fight that's going to be yes. ongoing for the mm-hmm. future. And this is not going to be, people, your Bush v. Gore. Mm-hmm. No. It's going to be something we have never On seen, right? Level. Just like right. everything else in 2020. Come exactly. Through. I mean, 2020 has shown its ass. And that is why I'm hesitant to be anything, but anything can happen because we've yeah. seen it. 2020 will show you that anything can happen. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. Um, so regardless of what your political leanings are, we all can find ways to cope better with stress mm-hmm. and to fine tune our skills and efforts in doing so. I mean, that's just key. Yeah. And again, you know, one of the underlying themes of, of our podcast is self-care. Yes. And, you know, you will hear that probably throughout every episode that we have. Self-care is so key. So what are some things that you can do to manage any level of stress you have right now? Acknowledge when you need help. If you're not coping well, reach out to a, a, a primary care provider mm-hmm. or mental health professional to discuss your feelings. And they're online like, now. Yes, they are. Talk space. There's virtual Better appointments. Um, yes. So important. And again, I know I've said this before. Black folk, we like to just be like, I'm going to church. I'm going to pray on it. Mm-hmm. You could do that. But yes. what's my saying? Give it to God and give a copay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. That's all I'm that, saying. You're going to put that okay? on a t-shirt. Yes. You can channel your stress into something positive. Mm-hmm. So you can make donations to causes that you believe in, or you can volunteer time with an organization you support. So right now, I know a lot of people who I've talked to discuss some of the, the stresses that they're, they're facing. Some of the ways that they're channeling it is like, I want the Senate to flip. So I'm going to put all my efforts into doing whatever I can to assist with the two campaigns in Georgia to get those Senate seats to flip. Right. And, or I I know some people like, you know what, I'm going to see if I can just volunteer my time at like a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen because, you know, the holidays are coming and there's yes. probably people who have been displaced even yes. more now because of COVID and them losing their jobs. So let me see what I can do. I know we tend to have that um, try to find ways to give back yeah. around the holiday Christmas season. I have some ideas for what our tribe can do instead of giving each other's gifts like we do where we can best put our efforts mm-hmm. at this holiday season. Another way. <clears throat> that you can kind of manage this post-election stress is monitor how much news you consume. Yes, don't have and I cannot. Yes, don't. Unlike mm-hmm. Natalie was saying earlier, like even when you don't think you're being affected by it, just having it on, it, it does seep into your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many people ever slept with the t- TV on. There are times I've slept with the TV on and it ain't been a good show to sleep with the TV on. With, mm-hmm. Like, yes. Unsolved Mysteries or First 48, yeah, I'd be waking like, up like, what the hell? No, no Walking Dead over here. That's what <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, constant exposure to tragedy, po- political upheaval, and other news stories. I mean, yes, it may spark an interest and it may be something that you need to be aware of, but mm-hmm. too much exposure too can much. exasperate anxiety, insomnia, and systems of, uh, symptoms of trauma. Definitely. I tortured myself the other day and decided to see what the what Fox News was over there talking about 
Why I do that to myself? Why uh-huh. I do that to myself? Fox News will have you think that that are that it is Armageddon. That you need to get your guns and your bullets. Uh-huh. Like it Fox, explains why that part of the country that those believers of that particular political leaning arena are like that. Yeah, they were just. And then they they what they were talking about Hillary Clinton and I'm like what why the hell? exactly why so were that? and it was giving me anxiety and stress and I was angry and I was like why am I doing this to myself I turned the TV yes. off that's decisive yes set and maintain boundaries around political conversations and that mentioned this earlier the holiday seasons are coming you're gonna go home for Thanksgiving and Uncle Joe might be you know a Republican but a moderate Republican and then Aunt Sally might be a Trump supporter and then mm-hmm. Cousin Mikey is a Bernie Sanders you know ride or die and then mm-hmm. you know and then you have all of these political beliefs descending at one place at yes. one time look don't discuss politics to convince anyone because you're yeah. not. not I've never had a conversation with somebody about my political beliefs and I've changed their mind mm-hmm. it's never happened Okay, so you can do it to get a better understanding of why that person believes what they believe. I'm in tight. Right. But to try to convince them to change their mind, impossible. So don't do it. Let it go. Um, Let it go. Exactly. If your family is just going to keep on talking about it, set up some ground rules before conversations so no one feels attacked or gets angry. Yeah. But again, that's kind of difficult because... Yeah, people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to say what they want to say. They're going to say what they want to say. And this isn't just for the holidays. This isn't in general. Like, just set some ground rules. Um, Be wary of social media triggers. Do not read the comments. Those trolls. No matter what side you're on, the trolling. Man. Get your blood pressure up if you get in there, get sucked in too much. Hello, good morning. Yes, indeed. Try not to re- react impulsively and take a break a bit. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're a common sense individual and, and common sense is not f- just a liberal thing or a conservative thing, common sense should just be a people thing. Mm-hmm. And if you look at things from a common sense perspective, you would realize that all of this extra noise and and BS is just that noise. So reading the comments, you're only going to get the fringe of both sides. You're going to get like the super like uber liberals and you're going to get the super uber conservatives and their views are going to be so far from each other that the comments will have you thinking like, oh, my God, where is this world coming to? Mm -hmm. Don't stop reading the comments. okay? back out Um, quickly. Yes. Now. Show kindness. Now, this is one of the more controversial, I would say, self-care tips. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people are like, I ain't showing no kindness. F them <laughs> Trump supporters. Yeah, I care. I ain't showing no kindness. F Biden. I don't care. He stole the election. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Them Trump supporters ain't. And I understand that. Right. And I'm not saying to do show, maybe show kindness in that arena. But maybe just randomly do something nice for somebody. In general. <clears throat> maybe you're in a Starbucks line. Pay for the person's drink behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, do some good work. Maybe going through the angst and, and the stress right. we're talking about. And they don't know how else to to express that because they think that all a particular party w- leans one way or another. Right. You know, folks are supposed to be opponents, not enemies <clears throat> in mm-hmm. this. And I think that's something that 
is lost. Yes, has been lost. We lost that. Mm -hmm. And the kindness factor, just in general, people are out here struggling and they're angry and they're and they're upset. I think the anger is kind of what pushes that, what you were saying, Z. And and showing that kindness to yourself to let your blood pressure calm down. Mm-hmm. And then show that kindness to someone else. Yeah. It, I mean, just just try it. And again, we say this all the time. Don't forget about self-care. Mm-hmm. Create healthy habits. You can meditate. You can go and take a walk into nature. This week in this area where we live, it's going to be in the 70s for a few days. I'm going out with my family um, later on this afternoon just to get some fresh air, just to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we live in a, a pretty progressive um <laughs> liberally uh populated area yes um so i don't feel as though i'm gonna go out and encounter a trump supporter however a sister is getting her uh gun license on monday because <laughs> uh, i just i ain't with the bullshit okay let really? me tell you run up you get done up i'll just let you know <laughs> that's how philly do <laughs> um but you can read a book you know, um, work on a hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a, a, a few hobbies right now. I'm painting. Um, avoid using alcohol or drugs to cope. I, I, eh, I'm that, gonna that say in excess. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> in excess. <laughs> in yeah, excess. I approve that. I approve that message. <laughs> now, because a bitch drank three bottles of wine election day so <laughs> i'm just saying and for some people that might be excess but mind your business okay i'm that grown. part mind your business my daughter was safe she was asleep i could do the fuck i want to do <laughs> and you in your own house mind your business <laughs> so okay I love it. i'm just I saying love it. and the three bottles wasn't all at once i started early and in this late. Right. That's, you don't need to know how early. Right. Again, that's not your that's not your business. No. Mind mind yo. <laughs> Just know I'm good over here. Exactly. Thank you, Kathleen. Exactly. <laughs> um get enough sleep and exercise. Whew, one day. Whew, and eat a healthy diet. I will say my exercise game has improved mm-hmm. dramatically during the time of COVID and especially as we like rounded out to the last few weeks of the election season it was a way to manage stress so i would just be working out working out working out and now i actually mm, enjoy it i say enjoy it but i don't mind it i'm at the i don't mind it stage i don't mind getting up and just part of your day exactly it's like okay let me just get this out the way and go about my business the girls in our tribe have been doing so well with this yes we have i don't know when we started it um but well yeah very but, well but it's been great you know folks right. are coming along and losing weight and getting mm-hmm. healthy and just being mindful and we have check-in and yes you know accountability like partners yeah. yes so, so i think it's definitely something that and that's like maybe something to do mm-hmm. you know as far as having your as a way to with whoever your group is whatever side of the aisle that you're on that's a definite way to you know Look into that and hold each other accountable. It'll distract you, you know, and, and maybe it'll help you sleep better. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely something to think about. And, you know, with all that Zia said, you know, the bottom line of everything that we've been saying is, you know, we know it's going to be a time of anxiety and stress. 
You know, we, we've all been emotionally invested in some way, shape or form. You know, we've been sitting here thinking and, you know, or not, not thinking, trying to just distract ourselves. Um, some different, some habits that we may have developed over this time and being a couch potato and not to, not to say and take away from you being involved as a civil uh, servant or just as an American and being involved in the civic process, which is amazing and I think is awesome. Because I will say the amount of folks that turned out this time to vote has been more than any other time in the history of elections, to my knowledge. And, you know, folks are becoming civically engaged. They're knowing their rights. They're learning. They're educating. So I think, you know, thinking of that on different levels and how you're involved and how passionate you are about your particular view, take a step back and try to think about how can I be compassionate that, that Z referenced earlier. You know, later in life, when we're on our deathbed, are we really going to regret disagreeing with somebody about this and being up in arms about how you felt about this, that, and the other, um, and, and causing that extra stress for yourself that may have drove you to an early grave because you were sitting there stressing about it for what, you know, just take that time and, and fall back. And, you know, even more so with the people that you love, do you want to be at odds with them? Because they're still your, your family, friends, coworkers, what have you, whatever, whoever you love, is it worth it? To, to be that divisive between you and your counterparts. You know, I don't think it is, but you, you need to sit down and take a time and take a step back and figure out how can I, you know, process this differently. And then honestly, this should like give you a pause, some time to pause and think about how can these, these next few months going into this next, you know, administration and then for the following time is going to, what are some ways you can better your life? You become more informed. You know, how do you become more active? Do you want to go and run for office? Do you want to become a volunteer? Do you want to see different things lobby through Congress? You know, you can start writing letters. And if you're if you're an angst and maybe you're upset about things, make a list of things that are upsetting you that you think you can change locally and then, you know, become on the state level and then federally and work your way up. Participate maybe, you know, if you're participating in peaceful uh, demonstrations to support whatever cause you may have, writing letters to officials in your local government. Um, because it, at the end of the day, also, we got to think about, yes, this was a national election, but we also have local officials that affect you directly on a much more um, expeditious level than what will be happening on a national level. So also thinking about that and your particular area where you live. And, you know, it's, it's, inter it's interesting to also think, well, how is this affecting my health? my mental health. And Z, you know, referred to that earlier, you got, really got to take some time out. And if you're finding yourself really angry and upset, go and call somebody with the, the resources that we mentioned earlier and focus on parts of your life that you can control. Like we are talking about, we go and exercise, but some of us have developed hobby, hobbies, bike riding. I know it's about to get cold for some of every, some of you do some puzzles, I don't know, read a book, whatever, you know, some of the suggestions that we mentioned earlier. And you really have to realize we've already done what we can do. And the election's yep. coming on. We voted. There's, you know, the midterm elections that, you know, getting people are getting ready for in the next coming year or so, the runoff that as you mentioned, and how to become politically active. Just think about the, some other positive ways to take that energy um, that you're having and put it into some things that have 
so make you feel well, make you feel good and can help out others as we're coming out of this election season season and understand don't beat yourself up if you're still stressing because there's a lot mm-hmm. that there's been to stress about. A lot. You know, <laughs> and a lot to come and to process moving forward. Right. You know, right. So oh yeah that was a lot but hey we're gonna get through it we're mm-hmm. gonna make it we're gonna make it um <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break and then come back with our last sip of the day This is the last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama. Let us not seek the Republican answer or the Democratic answer, but the right answer. Let us not seek to fix the blame for the past. Let us accept our own responsibility for the future. And that is contributed to John F. Kennedy. And I think that that is a good quote because again, we've been talking about this. Doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian, if you're grass party, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, this is a good time for us to just take a pause and just think about what is best for 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 everyone. Mm-hmm. And not be so divisive and not be so antagonistic to one another, not put out more hatred. You know, let's find ways to just move forward, mm-hmm. heal, and then continue the good fight to make sure that everybody is represented equally and fairly in our government. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Z. Um, those are some poignant words that I think we all need to kind of take back and reflect on. And thank you all for joining us this week on Sippin' Tea with Nat and Z. You can follow us on Instagram at Sippin' Tea nat and z underscore pod and on facebook on facebook.com forward slash sipping tea nat and z to get information on our upcoming podcast topics guests and news thank you so much for listening see you next episode where we will be discussing when to leave the party the job and the relationship thanks take care have a good week Mm